Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, good fucking start. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to episode seven of the Squats and Sober Thoughts podcast with your host, Max Larock. So I'm not going to lie to you today. I have absolutely sweet fuck all planned to chat about. Uh, so this is going to be total freestyle. This may be a little bit chaotic, but uh, I think it's going to be a good time. So I will start kind of with Canmore. I'm going to do a little bit of a recap of Canmore. I'm kind of just touch back even to the previous episode. Um, just kind of, as mentioned, I was going to smoke for my birthday. Um, just talk to you guys kind of about how the experiences went and how Canmore was as a whole, all that good stuff. Uh, talk a little bit more about the EMDR therapy. Um, and yeah, so not going to lie, I was feeling some imposter syndrome today. I don't really know why. I know I mentioned in the very last episode there, I want to be less of a perfectionist when it comes to this podcast, especially running by myself. I think I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to, I don't know, try and compete with these big podcast hosts, which have entire teams that are allotted to doing XYZ for the podcast. And it's just me in my little basement suite. So I think I need, need to ground myself in reality a little bit and stop putting so much pressure on me to, again, run this super successful, well-cut, well-edited podcast. because. I'm just here to express my thoughts, feelings, emotions, and experiences, uh, not only my own, but some of the experiences and things that I have seen with clients, um, even just through some of the conversations I have because of this podcast and because of social media and the internet as a whole and the fact that it can connect us as people, which is really fucking cool. So as mentioned, this could be a little bit chaotic. Motherfucker, someone's calling me right now. I hope this doesn't fuck this up. Um, so what fucking greg so that probably just fucked things up but hopefully it did not so and more as mentioned was a fantastic event i don't know if that's the word i would use for that but regardless it was a great time in the mountains uh, as mentioned i did take three whole days off of my phone which is going to be a big talking point of today's podcast and just the the absolute fucking 100 addict chin that i do have to my phone and i think truthfully probably all of us have to our phone whether you work online or not i think we're all fucking disgustingly addicted to our phones and truth be told i don't think you're actually going to recognize the addiction for what it is until you spend some time away from your phone so reason i bring that up is i decided obviously going into that week that i had already told all my online clients i was taking my first true vacation in I, over a year where I wouldn't be responsive. I wasn't going to be giving video feedback, any queuing, any tips, anything along those lines. Wasn't going to be checking on Thursdays like I usually do. Uh, all of the above. So the first evening, I decided I was just going to keep my phone kind of on the kitchen counter, um, just, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Well, turns out even being in the proximity of my cell phone within, you know, a 10 to 15 foot radius would simply not allow for me to be present in the moment at hand. Uh, it was actually quite eye-opening just how it's almost like a fucking magnet where your brain is just so fixated on your phone and fixated on messages, fixated on notifications, DMs, fucking you name it, just distractions in general. But it was incredible to me, a couple mental takeaways, one of which was just the inability for me to be present when my phone was on me. And it was actually pretty, um, like, 
outstanding, amazing. I don't know, eye-opening again. I'll use that word a couple times here, maybe. But it was just crazy how I, I actually could not enjoy myself and I could not enjoy my actual present environment because of the fact that my phone was being pulled toward, or my brain was being pulled and my thoughts were being pulled towards my phone. Even just trying to watch TV, trying to watch Netflix, just you know, actually absorb my time in the mountains and just be present in the mountains. And I couldn't, I actually fucking could not. So I ended up deciding the following days, two, three, four, I ended up extending the vacation by an extra day in Calgary just to simply keep my phone in my room. So it was incredible just by creating that extra little bit of distance from my phone, how much more present I could finally be in the Airbnb, in the mountains, in, you know, being there to celebrate my birthday, to celebrate just life as a whole, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, I could not detach from it unless it was far enough away. And it actually felt like I was going through withdrawals from my phone for that first 24 hours. It was pretty incredible. Truthfully, probably the first 48 hours, to be honest. But um, again, creating that distance was super, super important. So that's actually kind of funny enough to wrap, you know, tied into Dopamine Nation once again, as I'll probably continuously do throughout these episodes, is creating that distance. So if it is, again, uh, a substance addiction, if it is an addiction to porn, social media, whatever, fuck it, maybe dating, create distance. And I don't think, I think, or sorry, I do think if you do not create distance, you can't, you can't then get mad at yourself or frustrated with yourself that you are having a hard time truly sticking to what you told yourself and what you were going to do. So, you know, if that's creating distance from your cell phone, actually setting boundaries with your cell phone and sticking to those boundaries. Uh, as mentioned, I kind of came clean in the uh, prior episode where I talked about the fact that I have absolutely shit all over my own boundaries with my cell phone and with work in general. But it's really, again, eye-opening that distance is incredibly, incredibly important for you to create space to actually let your brain fucking process things and think about things and think things through. So that's kind of one takeaway of this episode is that creating distance is incredibly important. And again, it's the first letter in uh, Anna Lemke's acronym for dopamine, which is again, creating distance. So whether that's just simply changing your environment, you know, getting rid of the substance as a whole, someone who smokes weed i know i had to go through this process and i've told this to a couple clients as well as like get rid of your paraphernalia fuck if you smoke out of a bullet fucking throw that shit out if you smoke out of a bomb fucking throw that shit out sell it do what the fuck you got to do if you use papers throw it out like do whatever the fuck you have to do throw out your grinders get rid of all that shit because even like thinking about this now if i had my grinder in my little counter that's 15 feet away i'd for sure just go smoke some dope right now like blatantly honest um so distance is incredibly important now, on the dope smoking, um, let's chat about that. So, as mentioned, my intention was to only smoke the first night. Yeah, I didn't do that. So, yeah, that didn't um, work out too well. So, reason being is, again, hadn't smoked for, I think it was 91 days, total 92 days, whatever it was, on my actual birthday on April 3rd. And... So I went and I bought a little half gram, pre-rolled, I think it was like 22%, probably like actually not, no, not probably, knowingly far too fucking strong for taking three whole months off. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll smoke the joint, fucking be great, eat all the food, fuck me, that I ever binge. That's a whole different problem. But I ate probably like seven to 8,000 calories that first night. It was fucking incredible. But so anywho, that's me being distracted. 
but uh, I told myself I wasn't going to smoke the rest of the trip. Well, lo and behold, I only smoked like a third of the joint. So I was baked off my fucking ass. Good Lord. I was wrecked. But it was it didn't go well. Um, it created a fucking ton of anxiety, to be honest, because I think I was just so used to being in control of my emotions, or at least more in control of my emotions from not smoking and or using any substances, that as soon as you feel these heightened thoughts and you know, just thoughts that you maybe just haven't had in a while due to like being brought to service from the substance itself. Uh, I was anxious as fuck. Like, it's just incredible. Um, and one of the takeaways I had this weekend or that weekend or that week, whatever it was, a couple weeks ago now, um, was the association with certain things. And I guess so association and or labels with certain things. So what happened was when I smoked, as mentioned, I got baked off my ass and my mind immediately goes back to 2018. It goes back to a time in my life where I was abusing cannabis and I was abusing alcohol. I was abusing myself mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually, you name it. I was not taking care of myself in pretty well any capacity and it's just crazy how the association of marijuana and myself, it just literally, it's like fucking time travel. I smoked that night and I could have fucking sworn I was back in 2018. I was back. I was $40,000 in debt. I was abusing myself. I was overweight. I was this, I was that, I was this. And it was just incredible. And it ended up being like, obviously that first night wasn't great, but it ended up, there was some really powerful takeaways because of these sort of intrusive thoughts that came out. So... Uh, next day, wake up, you know, in the mountains, no fucking cell phone. Cause I kept it in my room when started the day off just with like a big long walk around camera. It wasn't a hike or anything like that. I didn't honestly, like I said, my intention of the week was to just chill the fuck out. I didn't want to go there and come home exhausted. So did, you know, 20 to 30,000 steps a day, which is whatever, pretty standard for Lucy and I anyways, but started the day off. Great. Did a whole bunch of reading, got a couple of walks in, you know, two, three o'clock rolls around. And I still have the other two thirds of that joint from the night prior. Um, for anyone who does smoke weed and, and or drinks and who listens to this, it's a pretty slippery slope. And if you've been a chronic, again, there's definitely a difference between someone who smokes, you know, casually or somewhat irregularly and a chronic. I was a fucking definitive chronic. Like I smoked a lot of dope and because I had those two thirds left, my brain was like, well, fuck it. You didn't fuck, you know, whatever. You told yourself and you told the listeners that you weren't going to smoke more than the one night, but fuck it. You're in the mountains and you got two thirds left. So you're going to smoke. So I obviously went against my word, which was ironic after reading the book, Science of Trust, the Truth of Trust. Sorry, when I was there, but that's a whole other tangent that we'll get to. Um, so I smoked and it was interesting because I was way like I was still baked, obviously, because my tolerance is super low compared comparatively to what it was. So super baked. But I did something that I've never done before. I journaled while I was stoned. It's fucking fascinating. So it was really, 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 really interesting to actually express my stoned thoughts because 
I've never journaled stoned in my life. I've always almost used it as a scapegoat of like, well, I'm stoned. Like, what's the point in journaling now? These thoughts aren't real. These thoughts are fucking illusions because you're stoned. Your thoughts aren't even yours. Well, that's kind of silly when you think about that. I don't ever use the word silly, but I'm trying to be better about talking to myself because I was going to say that's fucking stupid, but that's not. It's just silly. So it was very, 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 very interesting and actually very powerful to then the following morning journal, but journal sober. And then to go back and look at my stoned journal entry was really fascinating because as mentioned, and again, I kind of preemptively jumped to the conclusion, but what happened was it was just, I felt like I was in the exact same position that I was five years ago. So the really powerful takeaway here was I was actually able to invalidate all of these thoughts. Wish people could see me because I'm really really fucking gesturing with my hands right now aggressively but i invalidated those thoughts everyone wants to be fucking validated we live in a society that just wants validation not validation you know what sometimes you need invalidation and sometimes you need to fucking invalidate yourself and your thoughts which is a really weird way of looking at it but it was almost a way to take back some of my power and i know that might sound ridiculous but when i saw those stone thoughts on paper while i was sober I was able to literally basically cross off each one of those thoughts and be like, this is fucking bullshit. Like straight up, this was where my mind was at in 2018 and, you know, a decade plus prior, but that's not where my mind is now. That's not where my heart is now. That's not where my finances are now. That's not where my physical health is now. That's not where any of that is now. So it was fucking cool to be able to look at that and just basically say like, that's not fucking real. That's bullshit. And so it was interesting because then I got stoned that night and it was, like I said, it was a slippery slope. Got stoned again that night, but decided to again journal again. And it was basically the same kind of recurring thoughts that, you know, you're fucking, you're worthless, you're a piece of shit, you spend all your money, you can't say it, blah, blah, like all this shit. And it was, again, it was basically just me then at that point trying to actually sort of invalidate those thoughts while I was stoned to, I guess, create a new neural pathway to just to prove to myself that like, that's not me. That's not me in this present moment right now. I'm not the same person I was when I was in 2018 and years prior. And it's fucking cool to actually be able to recognize that. And again, weird way of looking at it, but invalidating those thoughts as opposed to validating certain thoughts. So I'm validating present Max, but I'm invalidating old Max and not even old Max. Old Max's train of thought, preconditioned train of thought, we could say. It was really fucking cool to do that. It was also really cool. I, I'm not going to lie. I've been slacking on the journaling um, for the last couple of months here, but I've kind of recently, obviously with this trip, kind of reignited my desire to journal. And I know I've used like social media and things like that almost as a public journal, but truthfully, it's not going to be the same. But one of the reasons I bring that up is I was, I read in a journal entry from, it was November 30th, 2020, which was the day before December 1st, my alcohol-free date. Notice that change of verbiage. Um, December 1st. So it was November 30th, 2020. And it was, again, the day before I decided to cut everything out. And basically, there was, there was two points jotted down, one of which was I need to take care of my financial health because I want to give Lucy the best life possible. So it was a fucking powerful to look back at that journal entry from almost three years, two and a half years ago, give or take. And basically be like, I did this. 
I did that. I actually, like, I, I did this. This is what I told myself I was going to do or I needed to do. I didn't believe I could at that point in time, truthfully. But I did it. I fucking did it. I had this, like, almost kind of an aha moment, but it was a lot of just I did this moments throughout that week. Because by creating the distance, because this is, again, now day three, I believe it was. Yeah, this was day three. So phone's been away. I've kind of gone through like the withdrawal phase of, you know, feeling the need to look for my phone and feeling the need to gravitate towards my phone. It was fucking cool to be able to sit in this 1,700 square foot fucking gorgeous penthouse in the mountains and not be remotely stressed over the financial standpoint of me getting to that exact fucking place in present time it was fucking cool and it really really probably ironic that i'm saying this validated all the shit that i've been doing but it validated all of the things that i'm doing all of the sacrifices that i have made all of the friendships that i have i don't want to say cut out but you know detached from to some degree the friend circles that were obviously serving me nothing in my life the relationships the habits the fuck just like the life that was not serving me to be able to look back and actually acknowledge just how fucking much my life has changed in every capacity over the last two and a half years was fucking cool fucking cool like honestly there was just so many i did this moments when i was there and it was really i guess empowering too to pretty much just continue on the path that i'm on and then some, right? Adding in the things that I had said prior in regards to the EMDR therapy, which part of what actually kind of um, kickstarted me even recording today's episode was I, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't going to record today. I know I said earlier in the week on Instagram, for those who do follow me, I wasn't going to, I was going to record an episode this week, but I woke up this morning and I was like, fuck that. I don't want to record anything. Like I got nothing to say. I got no notes. I got no nothing. And then I had reached out to my my neighbor I was mentioning um, yesterday and he got back to me and he gave me a referral. So I sent an email out and I have my first EMDR session booked for the end of May. So hopefully it can get in sooner. I am on a cancellation list. Not that it's a huge rush by any stretch, but um, the fact that I, I took the leap to actually book that in, fucking terrifying, but also exhilarating in the sense that I know that I'm actually now even taking more steps to helping my future and my mental health and my physical health and my future fucking family, future whatever, whatever the future has in store for me, I know that I'm taking the actual action steps to putting myself in the best position possible to make the most of my life. I know I read a fuck ton. I love, I'm i fascinated by childhood trauma and just environmental impacts and epigenetics and all the above. And again, knowing things are great, but without taking action, it's not really going to fucking equate to much. So I know that I have some unresolved shit that is definitely inhibiting my ability to trust people and put myself in a situation in a relationship that is actually going to be healthy. And I know that I have underlying things that need to be addressed. And I, not to toot my own horn, but I do think that I'm a pretty self-aware person based off of the books that I do read based off of what I do for work, based off of the conversations I have literally on a daily basis with clients, the perspectives and insight that I can offer to clients that they all find, not even say they all find, but the majority of them find them extremely helpful. And 
I know that I can be, I know that I can do even bigger and better things, but it's going to come down to me doing the work and not me deflecting and, you know, offering insight and perspectives for others to do the work. It's now my time to continue doing the work. And again, that's not negating the work that I've done leading up to this moment, but I know that on a subconscious level, there's definitely things that have not been addressed yet. And again, I'm quite self-aware and I know that there's still these blocks and I just don't know what the fuck it is. There's certain things. I was talking to a client of mine yesterday about this and like, I don't, do you remember your fucking childhood? I don't remember shit. Like looking back on it, I don't remember a, the majority of my childhood. I remember basically big monumental things and monumental, maybe I'm wrong on this. Monumental can be good and monumental can be bad. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Who knows? But I remember monumental things. I remember a lot of the moves. I remember, you know, a lot of the bad monumental things. I don't really remember any good. And that sounds bad because my parents did the best they could to give me the best possible life and put me in the best position possible. But I don't remember a lot of the good. And that is to me somewhat troublesome and worrisome. And again, the more I do further my knowledge when it comes to environmental impact on attachment issues and just behavioral issues and relationship issues. It's just, I know there's something that needs to be addressed. So yeah, I don't know why, how I got started on that tangent. This is why I do have some notes usually, because again, this is, this is a little bit fucking chaotic, but you know what? Truthfully, it feels pretty good to just actually just come on here and chit chat. Uh, I've said, you know, Many times now, this is kind of like a way of like unguided therapy for me, where it's almost like CBT therapy, where just fucking just straight up talk therapy, where I just get to express myself um, with no one actually guiding my thoughts. But I know, as mentioned, I need someone to help guide my thoughts in a different direction, you know, something a little bit more conducive and helpful to the life that I'm trying and aspiring to live. So yeah, so my last takeaway there is just do something that scares you today. Because I'll be honest, I didn't want to reach out for the MDR, but thankfully I had said it on a public platform. So I kind of fucking felt like I had to. And even just by taking that first step to book it in, I know that I'm, again, making that commitment to change my life for the better and my future life for the better. Um, quickly, to go back to the weed, uh, I would be lying if I said I was just like, yeah, smoked it while I was gone and then life's back to sober. Fuck me, it's a slippery slope. Um, so for those of you who do try to experiment with cannabis, alcohol, whatever you decide to bring back into your life, just be aware, it is hard to kick again. Um, so I haven't been smoking daily, but I definitely smoked all last weekend. Um, again, full disclosure, not going to fucking lie about this because that's not going to get me anywhere. And it's also not helpful for you guys to hear that. So I have been smoking more than I would like. I think I smoked a couple times last weekend, or sorry, last week plus last weekend. I have really, really fucking tried to not let it become a daily thing again. Um, part of me is giving myself a little bit of compassion, a fair bit of compassion, actually. And knowing that I've taken the steps to book the MDR, I know that that's going to be very helpful along this journey of cutting it. Um, I, I do want to get to a point where I can do it with again, the right intentions and be able to control it. But I do genuinely believe that for me, based off of my chronic, chronic cannabis usage for so long, I definitely need longer than 90 days. I need like probably at least a year plus from the substance itself to potentially experiment with again and be able to do it on a very, very like, you know, monthly couple month basis 
Because yeah, pretty much, I mean, it didn't help that I smoked the whole time I was in Canmore and Calgary the extra night. But yeah, it's very, again, I think it does probably depend on your usage prior. And if you are, again, a more irregular smoker, it maybe not, may not be as bad. But if you're someone who did smoke daily, I would recommend more than 90 days because yeah, I pretty much went right back into it. So like I said, give myself compassion because I, I have reached out for, you know, extra help in the EMDR side of things and just, you know, a new therapist as a whole. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Part of me wanted to call today's episode the Squats and Stoned Thoughts podcast. But then I was like, nah, that probably won't go over well. I'm also not stoned right now for the record. So um, we're going to wrap that up here. Again, absolutely zero takeaways from this episode. So hopefully you just like hearing my voice. And hopefully maybe, again, maybe there's no takeaways per se, no written takeaways. I don't know. This is fucking perfectionist, Max, in my own head right now, literally talking this out to you guys. Um, but hopefully you find this helpful again, whether it even it just be the simplest little bit of fucking you just being honest with yourself. Um, it's fucking helpful. And really, if you do want to change your life in any capacity, financial health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, you gotta start fucking being honest with yourself and actually to touch quickly back on the truth about trust. Uh, a lot of that comes down to you're likely going to have trust issues. If you do things that are against what you've said. And if you say you're not going to smoke and then you smoke, evidently you shouldn't trust yourself because you're just doing things that you just told yourself you weren't going to do. So if you're someone that has non-negotiables and you're someone who consistently walks all over your non-negotiables or, you know, less drastic, your boundaries, if you're someone who constantly walks all over your own boundaries, it makes sense why you probably have trust issues. And again, I can attest because I have trust issues and I walked all over my boundaries and things that I've said. So lesson learned, be fucking honest with yourself. If you want to live the best life possible and you want people around you to be honest with you. So yeah, that's my takeaway from today. That's my chit chat here today. Chitty chatty, chatty Kathy. Anywho, I want to wrap this up. If you have not already, again, I get about a hundred listens per episode. I only have 20 some reviews. If you could do me a favor, if you find this helpful at all, please leave me a five-star written review. It helps me out a fuck ton. Again, not trying to grow this to be the biggest podcast in the world, but you know, a growing audience is definitely something that I think is achievable. And again, the more ears this gets into, I do genuinely believe it is helping someone in some way, shape, or form. So thank you very much for listening to this special episode of the Squats and Stone Department. Thoughts podcast. Nah, just kidding. It's still the Squats and Sober Thoughts podcast. But regardless, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and stay fucking awesome.